Hello, 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 nerdlings everywhere. Welcome back to the Nerd Fix, episode 11. My name is Jade, your host for this evening. As always, this is the podcast where we talk about everything in the nerd community, whether it be anime, manga, video games, comics, anything that you like that's nerdy, we're here to talk about. This episode is going to be a bit interesting because it's going to be about a topic that I wanted to discuss about for quite some time that I wanted to take some time to... Uh, reflect on before actually going into detail of how I feel about it and also what I'm going to be doing for this episode that I didn't do in last episode. I'm going to be doing a recap of what happened last week and also this week. So I hope you're ready for this because this is going to be a bit of a doozy for this episode. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix because here we go. So as mentioning, this is going to be a recap of what happened last week and this week. So for this week, as I've mentioned, two weeks ago was chapter 984 of One Piece and for last week was 985. And I must say for those last two chapters, I'm blown away because Yamato coming in, getting Luffy out of there, I was happy over this, not to mention when Yamato removed the mask. I did not know Yamato was a girl. Because I always thought the son of Kaido, the son of Kaido is going to come in and save the day. But then it turns out it was a woman. Next thing you know, you hear Squidward's voice in the back of your mind saying, Oh no, he's hot! And that's what probably most guys are probably thinking because, uh... One, boobs, or two, boobs. I'm sorry, but that's probably what some were thinking, but others would say that she's thick because of the boobs. I don't know, but, eh. But I'm really, really happy that she actually came in and swooped in to grab Luffy. Not to mention how in the last chapter at 984, she mentioned that a Luffy reminded her of Ace, which I will admit I felt like crying once again. Because Ace is one of my favorite characters in One Piece, and just hearing about how Luffy reminded her of Ace, I was trying to hold back tears because, oh, so many memories. Not to mention at 985 when she mentioned about wanting to know more about Odin and identifies herself as Odin that really blew me away as well even at the last chap part of the chapter of 985 they're about to go into battle together just like Yamato went into battle with Ace I was like oh it's gonna be good I'm 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 speechless at that point there's nothing else I could say but what I can say is, as of the episode 933 that came out last night, I was blown away as well, because the battle between Zoro and Killer, I'll say two things. One, Zoro is a badass motherfucker. You don't mess with him. And two, oh, seeing Killer appear, 
I was blown away one and two. My heart broke. Because I heard him laugh. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not ready for the part when Kid sees this. Oh no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. Because it's going to break my heart. One and two. I am not ready for the water torture. I'm not ready for anything that has to do with anything harmful to my kid. I'm sorry. It's just the the girl who loves is this kid very much talking, but that's just what I have to say. But in other news with the world of anime, it has been said dated from Netflix that Beastars season two is to be coming out next year, which I'm so excited about. And even though I'm really caught up in the manga, I'm really excited to see what season two is going to be about for Beastars. Because I really liked how season one ended. I love the artwork. I love the animation. It was beautiful. It was amazingly told. I love the voice actors. And I'm just excited to see how this is going to be unfolded. Another story that is also revealed as well is for some of you that are in the world of video games for indie video games, many of you are probably familiar with a character or a man by the name of Yandere Dev. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's not that relevant anymore when it comes to the world of making video games. Reason being because he's off the charts. Not in a good way, but in a way that's like, he's gone because of a new game that is currently in development right now called Lovesick. Well, it's not going to be called Lovesick anymore, but Love Letter, which I will say I am highly excited about the new game and seeing the artwork, seeing all the support, I cannot wait. Not to mention it's being done by a content creator by the name of Dr. Apis and he knows what he's doing. This is being done by a, a developer who knows what the hell he's doing. So for those of you who are into indie games that are in development, I highly suggest you look into this guy because he knows what the hell he's doing and give him all the support you needed. Go to his YouTube channel right now and check out Love Letter. You do not know what you're missing out on. And with that said, Let's get on with the topic about my thoughts about the new anime that is to be coming out very soon this fall, Yasha Hime. So for this episode, this is going to be about my thoughts and feelings about a new anime series that is supposed to be coming out this fall in October. So for those of you who remember the series Inuyasha, you have already heard about the big buzz that's coming out about a new series coming off, which is the anime-only spin-off to Inuyasha, which is focusing on Sachimaru's twin daughters, Toa and Setsuna, as well as Inuyasha's daughter, Morua, which is called Hanyo no Hashayime, or Half-Demon Princess. Now. I will have to say for one fact, looking at the artwork itself, it looks pretty interesting and I am curious to see how this is going to play out. And also it's been stated as well that although the 
The creator of Inuyasha, who created the manga itself, Rumiko Ta Takahashi, designed the main characters. She's not responsible for the story or the writing, and is said to be aired in October of 2020 to Viz Media. Now, I am curious about itself about how it's going to be played out, but according to what the summary says, it says, The daughters of Seshomaru and Inuyasha set out on a journey transcending time. In feudal Japan, half-demon twins Toa and Setsuna are separated from each other during a forest fire. Uh, but it kind of makes me wonder, who started the forest fire, one, and two, how were they separated? Who was responsible for looking after these girls? Okay, let's get started. Let's continue on, please. While desperately searching for her younger sister, Toa wanders into a mysterious tunnel that sends her to present-day Japan where she is found and raised by Kagome Higurashi's younger brother, Sota, and his family. Okay, why do I feel like this is kind of like Inuyasha, but kind of reversed? Where Kagome falls into a well and sent to Fudo, Japan, but this is kind of backwards where instead of a well, this is a tunnel where instead of going to Fudo, Japan, she goes to present-day Japan. Oh, what is this? But, uh, okay, okay, let's continue, continue. Ten years later, the tunnel then connects to two eras that has reopened, allowing Toa to be reunited with Setsuna, who is now a demon slayer working for Kohaku, who you should remember from the Inuyasha series and also from the final act of Inuyasha. But to Toa's shock, Setsuna appears to have lost all memories of her older sister. I wonder why. But then it also kind of makes me think, how did she lose her memories? But it also makes me wonder as well, how old were they when they were separated from each other during the forest fire? Again, who was responsible for looking after these kids? Ugh. I mean, Seshomaru, you are a shitty father and you do not deserve to have your daughters. I'm sorry I'm putting the blame on you, but even though you are sexy and you are handsome, you do not deserve your daughters. But I'm sorry I'm putting the blame on you, but at the same time, why do you gotta do this? But there might be a reason why this happened, but let's continue on. Joined by Moro Moroha, the only daughter of Inuyasha Kagome, the three young women travel between two eras on an adventure to regain their missing past. So now, from what I can see, this is basically three young children, the twins of... Seshomaru and the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome going between two times to regain their missing past. So, there must be something about their past that they probably don't know about. Like, who their parents were, what are they, and what are their purposes? Because that's what I'm getting at. Not to mention, too, there has been some posts that have been updated about what the final design for Inuyasha and Kagome's daughter, Moroha, looked like. And from what I could see from the post itself, she looks pretty interesting. And from what is shown on the Inuyasha Wikipedia page from what I could see before me, it shows that her name means double-edged, possibly, but we don't know. And from what is shown, she is 75% human and 25% dog demon. I mean, that makes sense. 
me. Come on. Hello. Now, from what has been known about her, she is the only daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome, a quarter demon and three-fourths human, and is a bounty hunter who slays demons and sells their parts to other demon slayers, presumably so they can make weapons and armor out of them. But my only question is, who is it that brought her in to become a demon slayer? A demon hunter? I want to know. Well, a bounty hunter. I don't know. I just... Ugh. I want to know. Who's responsible to bring her in to teach her to be a bounty hunter? I want to know. Got to mention that this. Looking back at the picture itself, I can tell she has a sword and also she has a bow and a couple arrows. This could be also stated that she has amazing swordsmanship skills and also archery skills which i'm really happy that she gets skills from both her mom and her dad and i'm really really happy about not to mention she has the robe of a fire rat robe of the fire rat that she's wearing which i can see this is coming from her dad which i think is kind of cute not to mention the ribbon on her head could be uh, so simple that she's trying to represent that she wants to have ears like her dad, but sadly she did not have that. So, oh, I think it's kind of cute. And also from what has been stated about the name of the sword, it is called the the Koro the Kurikaro Maru, which is a pretty mouth which a very big as mouthful, but I think it's a kind of fire ass name. And she is known as Moroha, the monster killer. What? Okay, can someone please explain to me how a 14-year-old, if that's how old she is, is a monster killer? I want to know. Please. Please. Not to mention, um, one other thing I've noticed from what has been stated about her, even though I'd love to see it displayed in the anime, She's known to have a dangerous temper, and when rampaging, she is the Crimson Night Demon of National Destruction. What? Okay. I have a feeling that, like, was it the dumb name of that? That could be, like, a name that you could give to, like, Clifford the Big Red Dog if you, did, if you didn't give him food for, it for, like, 24 hours. What? Come on. Why didn't you give her, like, a different kind of name that could be, like, something horrifying or something more like that? Not to mention the Crimson Night Demon. That could also be a name that you could have given to a Kuhina. You could also give to, not Kuhina, I meant, the, you could also give to Naruto's mom. But she's, like, the uh, different nickname that you could have given to her on all. Oh, you do not want to piss her off. But also, what's been stated about her as well is, like her dad, she knows very little about her parents. And she has lived most of her life alone. But she knows her cousin Setsuna through the business dealings with Demon Slayers. So, that's just something. But other than that, we don't know anything else about Moroha. And we probably won't know until October. Which we don't know the exact date in October when it's going to be coming out. But I am curious to see a bit more about Moroha, about her past, and about her relationship with Inuyasha and Kagome. Not to mention, I would also like to see a bit more about Toa and Setsuna 
and their relationship that they had with Sashimaru. If Sashimaru was around most of the time, and not to mention, who was Sashimaru engaged to? Who did he have kids with? Who took the- who bared the twins? I have many questions. I have so many questions right now. Because some people are saying that it possibly most likely be Rin who he might be engaged to, who he might have been having the twins with, but again, I don't know. I do not know. But other than that, that's basically going to be put on a standstill until October. Other than that, I will have to say my thoughts on this is I am pretty curious and I am excited for the anime and I cannot wait to see of how this is going to be played out. With this only being an anime only series, I don't know how long it's going to be out for, but seeing how the series is being played out, this is actually to keep, this is actually engaging and it's actually catching my attention. So, I can't wait to see this being full, pulled out off and I cannot wait for more and more adventures to be coming for Moroha, Toa, and Setsuna. Other than that, there's nothing really bad I have to say about it. Other than, well, I can understand that there are some Inuyasha fans who say that they don't want it to happen and it should have stopped right after the final act, but I would say probably give it a chance. See how it plays out, and once the series does end, I give Ava's opinion if it was worth it, yes, or if it's not worth it. Other than that, I'd say it's worth my attention. Holy shit, that was a mouthful I said there. But that was initially my thoughts and feelings that I have about Yashihime. And I will admit, I am pretty excited about the series. Me, personally, I grew up with the Inuyasha and it was one of my favorite childhood memories that I remember growing up with along with Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, you name it. Those were some of the old school anime series I remember growing up with and I cannot wait to see how this is going to be unfolded. Now. I will admit, now, some people, once again, they're not going to like the series, while some people are going to be very, very excited about it, but, eh, to each one's own. But to end the episode, whether or not you like the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. This is Jade from the Nerfix signing off. Hope you got your fix for the evening, and once again... Thank you so much for listening. See you all next week. Later.